0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَبِهِ نَسْتَعِينُ اللهم يَسْرُ وَلَا تَعَسْرُ رَبِّ إشرح لِي سَدْرِي وَيَسْرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَأَحْلُ الْعُخُدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَبْقَهُ قَوْلِهِ اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم all praise due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We thank Him, glorify Him, send our salutations to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our discussion today, brothers and sisters, as usual, a reminder of uh, what we are in at any given time. We try to remind each other about the setting, about the timing of what is going on in our life. At the moment, we remind each other to take opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Allah will always open a window for his servant to be able to get reward. As we know, when we compare our life to the nations that came before us, they do live long life, so they get opportunity to do more good deeds in their life. Unlike us, we don't have that long life. Our life is limited. And for that matter, if we are to look at quality or if we are to look at quantity of deeds, we cannot compete with these people. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also gave us or has selected us as the last nation to be the best of nations you cannot be the best of nation when you are lacking some qualities that others have being the best nation basically means we are on top of those who came before us as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made mention in the quran by saying kuntum umma ukhurijat linnas you are the best of nations that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have selected among humankind and he said One of the things, or what made us the best of nations, you enjoy good and forbid evil. So this is one quality that made us the best of nations. So when we come and sit down like this, to remind each other, to revive our iman, then we are meeting that sort of qualities that Allah has given us to be the best of nation. But not, that's, not just, that's not all regarding this. To talk about this, we want to look at also, well, doing good or enjoying good and forbidding evil as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made mention in the Quran as one of the important things that we can do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about that in Surah Al-Asr. Wal-Asr, إِنَّ Khusr. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ بِالْحَقِّ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Indeed, we have sworn an oath about the time. Scholars have different opinion. Timing doesn't mean the time of Asr. Doesn't mean the last hour of the world that we live in. Everyone has their interpretation with this. Our aim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Everyone is in a loss except those who do good or believe and do good, and not only that, what our soul will soul be suburb. You see the same thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about, so this exactly is what Allah is talking about here. So now, how can we catch up? With those who came before us, how can we get that reward that those people got? Remember this discussion of Musa. When Musa saw in the Torah there will be some people who will come, they have a law, a short lifespan, but on the day of Qiyamah, they come with massive reward. He said, Ya Allah. Let these people be part of my ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa salam, tilka ummat ahmada. These are the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam. Musa alayhi salam said, Ya Allah, I've seen some people in the Torah. Ya Allah, they will do sadaqah. They slaughter their animal. They eat the meat and you reward them. Ya Allah, let these people be part of my ummah. For indeed, in the time before, when a person is supposed to give charity, they will take the animal and go and put it up on the mountain, where fire or light will come and take it. Then they consider the charity accepted. But this nation, Allah said, they will slaughter their animal and eat their meat, and you, Allah, reward them for that. ''Ya Allah, let these people be part of my ummah.'' Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa alayhi salam, ''Tilka Umma-ti ahmada.'' ''These are the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Musa alayhi salam continued. He sees a quality, he asked. Allah said, ''That is the ummah of Muhammad.'' He saw qualities, ''Ya Allah, I've seen some people when they travel, anywhere they find themselves on earth, they pray.'' They don't need to wait until they come back to their city or their houses. Anywhere they find themselves, they pray. And Allah, you accept their prayer. Ya Allah, let these people be part of my ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa alayhi salam, Telka Ahmada, These are the nation of Muhammad. So these qualities, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept uh, giving Musa alayhi salam, these people are the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It reached a stage. Musa السلام, not only a prophet of Allah, not only a messenger of Allah, not only part of ulul azmi min rusul Musa a.s. tend to Allah and say, ya Allah, ya Allah, make me among the nation of Ahmed. Allah subhanahu wa Taala told Musa, we've given you enough Musa be happy with what you've been given. So because of that, we will say, or because of this understanding, we got to understand, we were given all these blessings, not because we are entitled to it. We were given this blessing, because we got the best of prophets. Even, with the best of prophets, we became the best of nation. So Allah, out of his mercy, will give us some things that the nations before us did not. So that we can catch up if it comes to reward. Allah did that before. When the story of Sham'un al-Ghazi were mentioned, this person, they said, was a person who lived for a long life. He worshipped Allah. He did lots of good deeds. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam looked at all these blessings that were being mentioned and he looked at his ummah. How long do we live? How can we catch up with this? Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala told the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam We will give you Muhammad. We will give you until you feel comfortable that you have been given. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave us Laylatul Qadr. One night, more than a thousand months, Laylatul Qadr khayrun min al shahar. One night of the year, more than thousand months, Allah did that so that we can catch up. Thousand months, we're looking at over 83 years and some months. Allah gave us just one night to be so imagine if you have that, how many in your life? So when we talk about Laylatul Qadr in Ramadan. We try to encourage each other to ask what matters. Not just saying, Ya Allah, you know, I want a better job. So I'm going for little Qadr to ask for that. I want to get married. I'm going for Laylatul Qadr to ask for that. Please, see, save that sort of uh, program. Ask Allah for your Akhira. Because when the Prophet Sallallahu was asked, when I get Laylatul Qadr, what should I ask? He told Aisha, ask Allah Allahumma so let's learn to ask about what matters in our akhirah as we will ask about dunya as the quran made mention when you go to hajj you see people making dua some of them you will be amazed with their dua because they only ask rabbana atina hasana they only ask for this dunya and they have nothing to do with akhirah but the smart ones are those who said, رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا wa وَفِي akhirati hasana." So here, Allah has given us opportunity in the month of Ramadan. The best ten nights of the year, Allah has combined all those nights in the last ten days of the month of Ramadan. After Ramadan, some of us did not take advantage. We are behind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His mercy, He gave us another window. Which was that? Sita shawwal. We fast these uh, six days and we get the reward of the whole year. Allah continued to open one door to the other. One door to the other. We are locked here. He said, okay, this is another opportunity. We don't have this one. They said, this is another one. Always Allah, out of His mercy, He kept giving us. Remember, all this because of the press, the best of prophets that we got, who is the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet was saying, "Inna Allah an Ummati Al Allah has forgiven my Ummah because of me. Allah has forgiven my ummah because of me. Anything they did by mistake. Allah will not hold them responsible. Anything they did by mistake, Allah will not hold them responsible. Anything they do out of forgetfulness, Allah will not hold them responsible. And anything they were pushed to do against their will, Allah will not hold them responsible. This is what Allah is giving you because of the best of prophets. Now, we are also heading towards the best Ten days of the year. Not the best ten nights. Which is in Ramadan. Now we are looking at the best ten days of the year. In the whole year. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has selected. Some days. To be the best days of the year. And they are. Wal fajr. ashr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about. That 10 days which will be the first 10 days in the month of Dhul Hijjah. Always remember when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will swear an oath before he says something is to tell you that that thing is very important. So Jawab al here, Layali al Ashr. Allah wants to draw our attention on those 10 days of the month of Dhul Hijjah. These 10 days when they come. Muslims will be performing hajj. They will be going to Tawaf, Safar Marwa. They will be going to Mina, Muzalifa. They will do all these activities. We don't want to go into that. We just have to touch a little bit about that. But our aim is to concentrate on those that are not performing hajj, which is those that are at home. But if we are to go back to that, It is very important to acknowledge when people obey Allah and follow the commandments of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them abundantly. Anytime. Just look at this hajj rituals anyway. Go back and see most of the things that are being done in hajj rituals. It could have been nothing at all ignore the tawaf which is part of what Allah commanded Ibrahim but look at safa and marwa what is extraordinary about it safa and marwa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran Quran regarding that inna safa min right but go back and see the origin of this action hajar was going up and down two mountains looking for water for her baby. Her action, Allah made it part of our rituals. Why is it so? A woman with a baby were left in the desert. No shelter. No any habitat. Nothing. Just imagine yourself being even left at this age and day and age that we have technology and everything for you to be left in a no man's zone somewhere by yourself how do you feel not talk about a woman with a baby no one there ibrahim could have taken her back to egypt where she came from when she asked ibrahim Why will you leave us in this place? No house, no water. No one living in that environment. Ibrahim kept quiet. She asked. He kept quiet. She asked, Did Allah command you to do this? He turned to her and said yes. Hajar at that situation got that sort of confidence In that environment, as long as Allah asks you to leave us here, He will take care of us. Is there any Iman better than this? Is there any Iman better than knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Ibrahim, left her there and she is comfortable with that if Allah says so? Now, let's come back to our own lifestyle. Some of the things we do in our life today, which are haram, Allah is saying, don't do. Because of our personal desire, we will not stop. Allah is saying, don't do. We're not talking about men or women, we're talking about general, all of us. Because of our personal desire, We go about doing things that are not permitted. Why is it so? So there if you compare Hajar in that situation, all the things that we were doing that are haram. We have alternatives that are halal. We have the alternatives that are haram. We just ignore. But Hajar has no choice. She accepted Allah subhanahu wa Taala's rule, without hesitation, and Allah has paid her off. Her action going up and down, Safa and Marwa, is part of the rituals. Allah made it in the Quran. If you are to go to Hajj or Umrah without taking those into consideration, your ibadah is not complete. In Safa, well, Marwa, Ta'ala. so in, in in this sort of ideas we want to take lesson on every single thing that happened. but as i made mention today's discussion was not to go in technicalities we could have gone further and see where hajar is coming from we could have gone further and see what exactly is at that place when ibrahim a.s. left them because ibrahim a.s. was telling us He is the one who has been commanded by Allah to leave his family. And he made mention of some unique words in the Quran. At that time, Ibrahim has not built the Kaaba yet. He has not built the Kaaba yet. The construction of the Kaaba came later after Ismail has reached the stage where he can work and help his dad. Inshallah, another time we go back to that. For those of us that are not performing hajj, what do we need to do? We are home. Who judge are taking advantage. They are gaining reward every single second of their life. Living because looking at masjid al-haram by itself, you get reward. So here we are, we are not there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as usual, did not left us just like that we also get some opportunities. Number one, part of the opportunities that we got is, we will be what? Celebrating the Eid on the 10th of Zul Hijjah. So, we get opportunity of the sacrifices that we're going to do to buy an animal and sacrifice. Number two, as long as we have that intention, we can also put ourselves in the shoes of those that are performing Hajj. Which is, we will also go without shaving our hair or cutting nails throughout the first 10 days of Zul Hijjah as the Hujjaj will do as well. Number three, we will also get opportunity to do any deeds that fetch more reward, especially on special days like this. And one of the things that we can do is to what? Is to fast throughout the nine days, from beginning of the Hijjah till the ninth of the Hijjah. Not only that, we got opportunity. If we cannot fast, or if we cannot fast all those ten days, we can also add other deeds, like reading Quran, making zikr. Because those are the days Allah's name are mentioned to the extent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described that people will call Allah's name, People are calling Allah's name like the way they call their parents, and Allah said, or their forefathers, and Allah said, or even more than those calls. You will stand next to the judge. You are praying. The next door guy is praying. This guy is, you are not crying, but you will cry because of someone's cry. So when we are not there, we can also do some good deeds. If we don't catch up, at least we don't lose all. So we will fast from the beginning till the ninth of Dhul Hijjah which is the day of Arafah. Or we can do as many days as possible. Read Qur'an as many times of many pages as possible. And all that, not forgetting dhikr. The Prophet ﷺ said, خير الدعاء, دعاء عرفة. The best of dua is dua يوم عرفة, the day of عرفة. And he continued to say, أَبْدَلُ مَا قُلْتُ nabi مِنْ qabli la ilaha illallah له The best thing that I have said, and the prophets who came before me. la ilaha illallah How many times? How many times do you need that? This is Vikr we're talking about. How many times do we need this? Let's ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many is enough? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Quran, kathira. praise Allah and make zikr, Dhikr and kathira without number, as many as possible. If you sit down and do la ilaha the 100 times, and someone sat and do 200 times, that person is ahead of you. So it's a competition. How many do you want to prepare for yourself? And when you go back and look at La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. La tatruku wa wala amala. When you say La ilaha illallah. Bad deeds that are on you are falling off your body like the way the dry leaves are falling off the tree. Saying, La ilaha illallah, your bad deeds are falling by itself, like the way dry leaves fall off the tree. La ilaha illallah is better than the world and whatever is in the world. La ilaha illallah once in your life, if it's sincere, nothing, no way, Jahannam will touch you. Man qala la ilaha illallah, خالسا في قلبه دخل Whoever says La ilaha illallah once sincere from his heart enters Jannah that is, that is just the guarantee There are lots of good deeds in a Muslim life The five daily prayer Fasting in the month of Ramadan Reading the Quran Giving charity Performing Hajj Whatever good deed you can talk about. Islam says when a person da- is dying, خ- uh, uh, Whoever says and that happened to be his last word, he enters Jannah. La ilaha illallah is also a word that when you say it your iman is being revived. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying jaddidu imanikum bi qawli la ilaha illallah. Renew your iman by saying la ilaha illallah. At the time you were saying la ilaha illallah also allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you some sort of good news here allah is giving you glad tidings my brother my sister because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying just mention me or remember me i will remember you allah is giving you that opportunity you're more or less saying i can sit down and say I know this time Allah is talking about me. I know this time Allah is mentioning me. Why? Because Allah's uh, uh, agreement is, You mention me, I will mention you. There is nothing like La ilaha illallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, من ذكرني في نفسه Whoever remembers me within himself, I will remember him within me, within myself. If you sit in a garden and mention Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guaranteed he will mention you in a garden better than yours. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah is a word when you say any living thing that will witness or hear that voice will bear witness in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't need to wait until the first day of Dhul Hijjah. We do la ilaha illallah every single day. As many times as possible. But for those who are going to do the sacrificial, as we made mention. No haircut, no cutting nails from the beginning of the month of Dhul-Hijjah until after Eid. I think we did mention of this. We don't want to prolong our discussion with you. Our aim is to just remind each other so that we might take some of the calls, uh, questions that you have and then we try the best to uh, address it. But in a nutshell, just to wrap up, we take advantage of this time that Allah has given us to attain more reward. Any good deed that you can do, do it. Giving charity, helping the needy, whatever that you can do, take advantage of this time. By doing this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will indeed accept Answer our du'a and forgive our shortcomings. Subhanaka Allahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an illa anta wa nastaqfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbi l'izzati amma yasifun Wa ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah we take your questions now.